on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. What are we most excited for with Disney Plus? What are you most excited for with Disney Plus? What bonus content and perks can we expect? And what effect will this app have on the streaming content landscape at large? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I just want to say, Bridget, no one's asking about the Star Wars holiday special. They never will. <laughs> they never have. It's just not a thing. Someone the other day was asking about, about some some random Muppet special that was on TV once. And that, you know, Muppets to me, though, are the one question mark because you get the new Muppet movies. But what about the old stuff? It's like you said, I think things are tied up in so many different rights that maybe yeah. not everything on launch day will be there. But I really Spider-Man. Hope- Sorry. Uh (laughs) Couldn't help myself. Uh, Next up, I just want to say I'm personally the most excited for The Offenders. I think this sounds like an amazing concept and it might be the best TV show to ever exist. (laughs) Let's take a question from Twitter. Gerald says, just seems like a money grab to me. In my opinion, they could pull the plug on this all in a year or they could just be like DirecTV Now, which is just kind of a mess of a streaming service. Hard pass. Now, for the most part, we've seen a lot of buzz and excitement over the Disney Plus lineup, and this is one of the first negative comments I've actually come across, but we should broach on that. Like, the first taste is free, right? They're they're enticing you with these price points, but in a year, that could easily double or even triple, and they could still stay competitive, right, Joan? Well, they couldn't double it. Like, Disney, when it they initially could. announced their price at $7 a month when it, at launch, they used the word initial. They called it an initial price. And so... Disney's also very smart. Right now, at $7 a month, that's less. That's about half of what Netflix's most popular plan is. And when you consider that Disney Plus is allowing you to have 4K um, and HDR video quality and four simultaneous streams in that $7 price, that actually is more comparable to Netflix's $16 plan, which means that... Yes, they could double it technically to stay competitive, but they don't they're not competitive on catalog. Like even though they've got these really great brands and a deep catalog of their own stuff, it's not com- it's not compared to Netflix. They just have so much content and they're producing so many originals, especially on originals. Mm-hmm. Disney's going to be much slower getting those out of the gate whereas Netflix is launching, you know, like 7 to like 15 originals every single month. All I think about though is by by having these special high quality TV shows like The Mandalorian launch once a week, you're going to be bombarded with people coming back to the office going, did you see what happened last week? And that's going to drive people to really want to, you know, subscribe more. So they're going to have probably crazy numbers just because of the fact that the buzz will not stop every week when you see all this stuff about like what happened last week on... That's what they're hoping. That's exactly, I mean, that's exactly why they're not going to do the binge model dropping the season all at once like Netflix sort of. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel like Game of Thrones again, you know? (laughs) Well, that's what they're hoping. I mean, like Game of Thrones, some people call it a once in a lifetime phenomenon. You know, Mm -hmm. like it's, maybe they'll have a hit like Game of Thrones, but that's saying maybe they'll have like the biggest hit on television for the last whatever so many years, you know? <laughs> True that. Okay. So that's a high bar to clear. But, you know, if anyone's going to do it, it, it could be it could be HBO. I mean, they're breaking boundaries in theatrical box office with some of the properties. It'll be interesting to see. I, I like, personally, the concept of them bringing back the week-to-week. I, I think that's a, an arguably better way to absorb a TV show because it gives you a second to digest it, and then you can go and focus on that 30 to 60 minute window that happened that week, talk with your friends, go on the forums, and flesh it out, and then you come back with a cleansed palate, and then you can take the next step in the journey. Like, I'm super guilty of it. I watched Stranger Things 3 in one night. Um, and yeah. that was 
enjoyable, but I think the honeymoon of the binge might be starting to, to level off. I agree. I think the honeymoon period of binge watching, people I think are realizing, A, it's not very healthy, really. <laughs> <laughs> and B, you lose because it means that people who do watch it, they feel you know, straitjacketed that they can't really talk about it to all their friends because someone might not have been crazy enough to watch all seven to 13 episodes in like a weekend. Or you're somebody who gets it spoiled because there are those people who are just like, did you, can you believe the twist at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's kind of more fun. I feel like we are, it feels almost nostalgic now in a way to have <laughs> these week to week releases, don't you think? I, 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 I'm with you and I'm down for it. You know, like, <laughs> Like, it just makes it so I don't feel so much pressure maybe to see everything all at once. Maybe I could just pick my one show. I still can't see everything. Yeah. So, you know what? If there's a big gathering of people watching something, you know, fine. Let it have it. Let it be an event where I can go on Twitter and like we're all like into it together. That was fun. I like doing that. In contrast, Alex uh, in the chat says, I hate the week to week model. I mean, it's, sorry. I, I think, well, no, no, <laughs> sorry. No, no. He's got a point because the, with the way our schedules are these days and what we've done to ourselves and just being spread too thin and so much to consume and on and on and on, uh, first world problems to the max. It is hard to consume at that uh, rate and try to feel like you're still keeping up with the crowd. But it's not to say, like with watching a television show, if you missed it that week, you're screwed until syndication. It's not like that episode goes away. That's true. You can wait till the end of the season launch and then just munch on the whole thing and just mm-hmm. have a ball so i like the option i guess that's the best way to put it you can binge or you can go along for the journey i think the bottom line is people need to control themselves on spoilers and, <laughs> and they don't know how <laughs> yeah. and so yeah like like no matter what binging or not like that ruins the fun no matter what it is and you know? from the disney perspective you know we saw it with stranger things that was a gigantic point of conversation but it only was a point of conversation for like a week or two mm-hmm. whereas if they I mean, Netflix is never going to change this model. They're always going to stick with what they have. But it just goes to show when you're not Netflix and you don't have 150 million subscribers already, it really pays to have a timeline where people can get something, get excited, get something else in in a week, get excited, get something else in a week and get excited and follow that journey and talk about it for a few weeks, a couple months, more than just a couple days. Mm hmm. Uh, props to Imagine Soggy, who just purchased Disney Plus service for the three-year discount. Oh. Only 150 bucks for three years. You can't beat that. I'm getting sick of Netflix canceling all my favorites and uh, probably going to unsubscribe there for a while. Imagine Soggy, keep us posted. We want to know what your first-hand experience is with the Disney Plus app when it launches in November. If you have any problems with it, what your takeaway is, how it functions, how it flows, how it compares to the other ones. Uh, yeah, let us know. Um, thanks for going along for the journey. Next concept, no, let's take a question from Matthew Datcher. Uh, Will Disney Plus include 4K content? Yes, yes, it'll have 4K content, uh, HDR and UHD, and that's included. They're not doing any sort of pricing tiers, so if you're a subscriber, then you get it. What they haven't disclosed yet is what titles will be 4K and in those higher resolution um, formats and... um, they haven't talked about what titles and maybe like given any sort of characterization about how much of the library, um, you know, like, is it going to be like 10 titles? Is it going to be 10% of titles? We, we don't know how much you'll be able to watch in 4K, but you will be able to do it and you won't have to pay extra. Mm-hmm. Ryan says, I'm finding it harder and harder to justify keeping Netflix with Disney Plus coming. I myself am probably going to go try to buy the bundle right after this show. Uh, anybody else? Where's your cutoff point? Are you trading in one service for another? Or are you completely just off the radar and think this is all just kind of an overblown hype train? Uh, we want to hear from you. 
So keep on posting your questions and comments and tweet at us uh, as this Disney Plus uh, masterpiece unfolds. <laughs> Does anyone else have, is starting to develop a system where it's like, all right, mother-in-law pays for HBO, but I pay for Netflix and you pay. And so it's really this, your family, but like you're all kind of like sharing, you know, the different systems that way. Like I wonder if people are starting to to kind of figure out that whole pattern within their own families because – you know, it's just becoming too much to have everything yourself. Well, what that is is password sharing, which is something that the industry knows happens. Well, um, if you have like four devices and you have just like you and your mom, you know, like, yeah. you know, that's to me, that's like, OK, you know, but it can get a little excessive. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's the way that the way that the companies kind of have a soft enforcement of password sharing is by having these simultaneous streams and also a limit on the number of total devices that you can associate with your account. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Disney Plus, you're going to have four simultaneous streams, which is the same as the most that Netflix gives anybody. So that's definitely competitive. Um, and they'll give you the ability to have 10 devices associated with your account. So that means if you do your laptop, a couple phones for your family members, one of your TVs, you start to get up towards that 10 limit. We don't know yet if you're allowed to sort of deregister devices. If you, Hopefully. Yeah, I'd assume yeah. that you would because otherwise that's unfair for you know, people get a new phone if it brings them up. But the point is, it's a way for them to allow people to password share without cracking down on it, but at the same time limit it so it doesn't get really out of control where mm-hmm. like one person shares their passwords with, I don't know, their entire apartment building or well, uh, their I, entire state. I have a story about that. Like uh, there was a Halloween a couple of years ago where I dressed as Daenerys and um, my, my husband was uh, a Jorah and uh, we, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't caught up on game of Thrones. We were two seasons behind or one season behind or something. And uh, that's because we didn't have HBO. Right. And, uh, one of his friends, pretty inebriated, felt so bad for us. He gave us his dad's password. <laughs> and so we caught up and I'm like, this guy doesn't even know. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, we got to get, we got to get our own because it was just like, there was a little guilt there, like a friend of a friend's dad. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but you know, exactly. This is all being sorted out now. We're in the new era of, of, uh, yeah. of figuring it all out. It is kind of funny the way that has panned out. Like I, 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 purchase all the services and then I share them with my mom because I'm trying to get her to cut the cord and she's getting real close. We're, we're almost there, people. Just keep me in your thoughts and prayers. We've almost got her off the grid. Uh, but yeah, like she watches the CPS All Access app more than I do because uh, she loves her CSI. Um, I, I don't know why I'm going off on this digression, but yeah, the, the password sharing thing is an interesting phenomenon. I'm curious to see where that kind of pans out as they start to crack down on that in coming days and weeks and years. Um, before we move forward, Larry Mitchell does point out YouTube TV and Philo are also great options out there for streaming. Uh, I'd like to also shout out Pluto TV, which is a great free option with tons of content, including marathons of unsolved mysteries and mystery science theater <laughs> and a CNET channel that heavily f- uh, features our show. So if you haven't tried Pluto TV, go watch us there. Um, yeah, and it, it's good to kind of define these different services because they are all they all have a little different thing. So Disney Plus is like Netflix in that it's a paid subscription and there's no ads. But um, you know the things like you mentioned YouTube TV um, and 
Philo, those are live TV streamers. So that's where you sign up and you get a live stream of legacy regular network channels. And then finally, there are those things like Pluto and Tubi where it's on-demand content that's supported by ads, um, but they don't really invest in like originals or things like that. They license like back catalogs of things and then they repurpose stuff like our show and from other brands, other people that make basically digital video and kind of create channels, linear channels that you can just drop into based on those. So those are how all those sort of fit together. I feel like I want to start introducing the show as if I was Robert Stack on All Solved Mysteries. Tonight on The Daily Charge. Update! You need a, you need a fog machine. Yes. You do that. And a trench coat. I'm going to start a... I'd be down with that. I want to start a GoFundMe to get me a trench coat. All right. We only have a few minutes left. Let's try to get through a bunch of good questions here. Lots and lots of great content and uh, comments coming flowing in. Uh... I'm going to try to pronounce his name. I apologize if I don't get it right. Loruqua uh, says, surely I want to get Disney Plus, but it's not available on Fire TV. Do we have any updates right. on other uh, streaming sticks and devices? Right. right. So um, a week and a half ago, last week, Monday, Disney announced the partnerships they have in place for device support and platforms that the app will be available on. And it basically included all the greatest hits, Apple, Roku, um, Pia, PlayStation, Xbox, but it didn't include Fire TV. Fun fact, one of the people that's like a key executive building Disney Plus is a former Amazon executive. When I talked to him about that, it's like, these are your homies. Why didn't you announce Amazon Fire TV being supported? What he said was, look, those were the devices that we have deals for right now. They expect to have, the way that he termed it is like, we expect to have more that we announced before launch. Um, and given that Amazon is... You know, the service wants to be on every major platform. They're not like, they don't want to pick and choose and have it be, ex definitely don't want it to have to be exclusive on certain ones and not available on others. That's just, it doesn't work in their own best interest. Right. So I would expect that you'll, it'll be available for Fire TV before launch date, just based on, it just makes the most sense for everybody involved. Next uh, question comes from CKT. Will Disney Plus have all of the Disney movies, such as Sleeping Beauty specifically? Uh, because Google Play doesn't seem to want to add that to their library. Uh, before we answer that, just to kind of branch off, Eric is asking about the Disney Vault and how they would only release movies for certain periods and then to go back in the vault and hide them away for a minute. I right. wonder if that's going to be like a digital vault, if they'll have limited exposure for their properties on the Disney Plus app. So the so Disney Vault is a term for these um, sort of classic Disney movies. The way that it worked before streaming was uh, Disney would kind of, they just kind of sort of classified all these classic animated films as being the vault. And what they would do is they would re-release a DVD of those movies um, every few years. Like they would pick a title. Every few years they would take that title, re-release a DVD of it, include maybe some extra bonus content or like a special poster that comes out of the box or something like that as a way to just kind of like jazz up demand to buy those DVDs. And so they they continue to be called Disney Vault movies, but they're all going to be available to stream at all time. They're never going to be like, I shouldn't say never, but the design isn't that. They're going to be like, Cinderella will be available for six months at launch, but then they're going to take it back into the vault so you can't Yeah, we're, we're kind of used to that with Netflix and others. It's like, oh, it's, this is leaving the streaming service. And right. I wonder, even if beyond these classic movies, if other things will just come and go. You yeah. Know? So, that so the idea is that it won't, but because does these, these licensing deals get locked up way in advance and they have long-term durations... So Netflix is a great example. So Netflix had this deal where they got all the first run Disney movies for those three years. That's 
ended and now they're only getting the ones that came out 2018 2019 going forward those movies are going to be on disney plus but in five years netflix has that was like a pay one when you this is like a pay seven window or something mm -hmm. they have like a way down the line window streaming deal with disney so that there will be movies popular like marvel movies and others are going to have to come off of disney plus um to go to Netflix. Oh, like for a not, period of time. Not like two on on the not like on each, but like some may leave and go. Yes. Oh. Yeah, but that is going to be I think in like 2014-2015. It's a long way away. And who who knows what could happen before then maybe like Disney will pay through the nose to get that to like cancel mm -hmm. that deal and strike another one. Um and that's also just based, companies haven't confirmed that. That's based on a report by Bloomberg. Oh, so we okay. don't know for sure that's happening. We can, that's, they're good reporters over there. So it's, I'm sure that they got that right. Um, the general, the general gist is you don't need to worry about the breadth of stuff leaving, net, leaving Disney Plus unexpectedly in these early years of the service. Mm -hmm. And that anything that's not there at launch, Disney is working to make sure that Disney Plus is the place that it will be once any other contracts elapse. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you you broke it down. Okay, let's go rapid fire. Let's try it. Let's try rapid fire here. Uh, if you are a, a World Pass holder for Disneyland, Disney World, uh, is there any additional perks? Will Disney Plus be included? No, I don't think so. I don't think so, but I know that they're going to be promoting it heavily at the theme parks. So there's, you know, they had this D twenty three fan club deal. Um, obviously like anyone can be in D any, anyone can be in D23 by the way if you want to get this three year discount um, you can get it right now you don't have to pay for D23 membership exactly. yeah. D23 membership is free and then you get the discount just with that um, so if you are one of those theme park membership pass holders they haven't said anything about a deal but they're going to be promoting it a lot in the theme parks next one's coming in from Ryan he says here in Canada uh, Disney Plus is eight bucks cheaper than Netflix 4K plan. Do you think with Disney's pricing, this will cause Netflix to drop their price point? Also, while we're talking about Canada, no. do we think these bundles and Disney Plus widespread exposure will start to push Hulu towards being finally uh, available in Canada? Hmm. Okay, so no, Netflix isn't going to lower the price. That's just not going to happen. Um, you, I'll I'll put that on my grave. Like <laughs> I said, they wouldn't raise the price, and I was right. They're not. I mean. Lower the price. They're not going to lower the price. Um, and then in terms of Hulu being in Canada, it's a great question. Hulu has said that they want to expand internationally for a while. Now, in the in the last, starting this year, Hulu, at the beginning of 2019, Hulu had um, four different parent companies. Now they just have one, and it's Disney. So they at this point in time, have more capability to make those kind of decisions about going international than they did at any point in the past. They had a stated desire to go international, um, including Canada. It's just a matter of time to see when and where they're going to make that happen. Okay. Uh, what about Star Wars Rebels? Is that coming to Disney Plus? Which one is Star Wars Rebels? That was the second to most recent one. There's one out there right now that I I forget what it's called. But it's was it an animated show? It's animated. It mm -hmm. was because uh, Clone Wars is definitely going to be on Disney Plus. Right, Clone Wars is definitely there. There's going to be a new a season new of season. that. I don't know about Rebels. There's some stuff on the Disney Junior television show that is not coming yeah. to uh, Disney Plus because they still 
have all those deals with the cable operators to get you to pay for that cable subscription, you know? So I don't know where Rebels lies, though, either. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine Soggy citing uh, new Lizzie McGuire. Is there a new Lizzie McGuire oh, yeah. coming for real? Yeah. So one of the things that was announced at D23 is that Hillary Duff, who originated the role of Lizzie McGuire, they're going to do um, like a reboot of it where she plays uh, Lizzie McGuire again. So Lizzie is Fuller all House. grown up. Um, she's like, I think she's working. She's fulfilling her dream of like working in interior design or being a decorator or something like that. <laughs> I don't exactly know. But yeah, so there's going to be... At some point, they haven't specified timing, but they're gonna. They haven't. I don't think they've started shooting either. But there's gonna be a Lizzie McGuire reboot with Hilary Duff on the way to Disney Plus. That is not a terrible idea in the world of That's So Raven and Fuller House. It could definitely work. Not to mention Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone know any plans for Disney Plus to release on Nintendo Switch? Great question. Um, like I said, they announced the device support that they have deals locked in for on Monday, but they have said that they want to have, they've said, A, they want to have broad device support on any, they want it to be available on anything that you use to watch video, and they will be announcing more before launch. They're going to be working those deals. They're still trying to hammer those out. So it's possible, probably likely, but we just don't know yet. And to go out on, as we are way over time, Storm King wants to know what our favorite Disney Plus shows that we are most excited for coming down the pipe. Oh, well, I'm, I want to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, for yeah. me, that and the Obi-Wan. Sh- yeah. yeah. And but um, and and I I'm just curious. I'm like, I'm like, come on, bring me some old Muppet content. Bring me <laughs> well, some you know there's old. Di- there's going to be a Muppet original. Story. Yeah, there's like it's like a short form type it's a of short show. form. That, there's not a lot of details. Quote unquote unscripted, which is like the term for reality program. But they're like puppets. So it can't be like it can't be unscripted. Right, right. So I'm it's looking, like a lampoon of like a reality show with Muppets. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I I'm mean, also I'm kind of looking forward to even though it's not in my like normal wheelhouse. They're making like um, a Christmas special movie um, that I'm like when they dropped. I wasn't interested in it before, but they dropped the trailer and I was like, oh, this is kind of sweet. Like it gives you that like nostalgic feeling of when you were a kid and like this is a it's a it's a Christmas movie where it's not like it's a romantic comedy that happens at Christmas. It's like a legit. Christmas oh, I know what you're movie. talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's Santa's Hallmark. sister. No, it's Santa's or daughter. Santa's, Santa's daughter. Santa's daughter and oh. son. And like the son, Nick Kringle, is supposed to be like take like this is the Christmas where he's supposed to like take over Santa's reign. Santa's retiring, and he goes missing. And so Santa's sister, which is played by um, what's her name, Anna Kendrick. Is yeah, that right? yeah. Um, she has to go find him, and it looks really funny. And it's like bought into the world that Santa is. I mean, because Santa is real, so it like exists in the world. It's at the North Pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chaos ensues when they get into our world, right? You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that, yeah, that that definitely. I didn't looks expect good to too. think it would be really intriguing, but it looked really cute and made me feel nostalgic for something that didn't exist when I was a kid. But there's a lot of programming that's like very internal with Disney. Like I grew up as a Disney parks nerd, going to the park all the time in Florida, and they have like a lot of documentaries of, like behind yeah. the scenes. So a part of me is also gonna, you know munch on that a bit and just like want to yeah. be like oh I want to pretend I'm there at the theme park and I'll be sucked into that whole marketing world <laughs> and the other oh, sorry we're gonna I'll stop soon but the other <laughs> thing that I'm kind of excited to watch is they're gonna have a series behind the scenes making of the second Frozen movie oh. which like I like Frozen it's great my daughter's obsessed with it but I'm just so interested to see how Disney Animation does what they do because mm-hmm. ne- that'll be like the most extensive documentary of how they make Disney animation that they've ever done, which I think is going to be so fascinating to watch. That would be. 
Anyway, sorry. That we're not paid by Disney, by the way. No, but but not. but, but, but it's, it's that extra little stuff that they're thinking ahead on that obviously is going to you know make you go, oh, I don't just like the movie and I just buy the movie. I want that more extra content that yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Joan, I'm glad you brought up the behind the scenes thing because that was a, a question I had to kind of skim over in the chat. But they were asking, uh, I forgot who it was, but they asked if there were going to be additional special features, commentaries, behind the scenes kind of stuff uh, coming in as supplemental for Disney Plus. So I think that's great news. I, people love that stuff. I, I, I've watched the special features on my Lord of the Rings DVDs more than I've watched the movies. I, I love watching that uh, kind of stuff. HBO did that a lot with Game of Thrones, all these like long yeah. pieces on the making of it. So that's probably taken a page out of that book. And in addition to like the thing like the Frozen documentary, Frozen 2 documentary they've announced, um, executives at D23 also made comments about how they, it seems like they have more of those things in the works. Like mm-hmm. the idea, like the kind of things that you would think of as DVD extras, like perhaps Perhaps like directors' commentaries. They haven't they haven't confirmed any of that, but they hinted that there would be more of these sort of like bonus, go behind the scenes, understand, like dive deeper into the the titles. That sort of thing that I think you would associate with like a DVD extra or like you know the, all the extra shows that like Game of Thrones did. I think there's going to be more than that than what we've already what we've already seen announced. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the runaway success of shows like The Talking Dead and Beyond exactly, Stranger yeah. Things. The the after show is an art in itself. Uh, yeah, the- and Netflix tried an after show but it, for Stranger Things, and it didn't really work because of the binge model. So maybe this weekly release thing gives them fertile ground to have, like, a Mandalorian after show. Because there's a reason to talk about something after the show if that's the only thing you can go to. You can't go right into the next episode. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Who knows? Roger has jumped into the chat to point out that Star Wars Rebels will be on Disney+. Plus. That is a very underrated show. I agree. Ah, Roger. Thanks, Roger. I, myself, am personally most excited for, in the immediate future, Mandalorian, but in the long run, far more excited about Obi-Wan, and then uh, ultimately, eventually, uh, Marvel's What If series. I think that's one of the best ideas we've ever seen come yeah, out cartoon. of comics in a while. Is, yep. Yeah. I'm very I think I that. think it's Marvel's first animated series. I think so. What? Mm. I think it is. No. No? Wait, compared to like X-Men from the 90s and Spider-Man and You mean like the- modern day yeah. like 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 In this the the MCU universe. Because I don't of- think that those I think that those were licensing deals. I think this is like Marvel Studios. Oh, cuz like I mean, before Marvel had- like those I think existed when like they just licensed the property to an Fo- animated series. Yeah, yeah, Fox did the whole X-Men animated series. Right. In the I think 90s. this is Marvel Studios like the ones that have created the MCU. Under Disney, I think it's Marvel Studios hmm. first. On Disney Marvel XD, though, weren't they running a, a an Avengers Avengers Assemble show that was Marvel's? Maybe that wasn't Studios though. I honestly, maybe don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Marvel expert. I'm sure there's Marvel experts in the chat that are like this. She doesn't know what she's talking about. But <laughs> I like to think anyway. I'm a Marvel expert. But honestly, they've got so much these days, I can't even keep track. So. But we are way, 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 way over time. What a fun conversation. Joan, thank you for bringing this to the table. Bridget, thanks for doing all the research. And thanks to everybody for chiming in. I'm sure we'll be coming back to talk about this more and more as we get closer to November, especially after New York Comic Con comes and goes. So we'll see you then. We're done for the week. Have a great weekend, everybody. And Bridget, go ahead and take us out. Yeah, if you found this helpful or you want more deep dives, you got to let us know by throwing us a like and tell us what other questions you have in the comments. So even if you missed us live, We're still going to get you some answers. And we're here every weekday dishing out the biggest tech headlines for you to snack on. You can catch us in the morning, 11.15 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, Periscope, CNET.com. Plus, we got that audio podcast. It's on pretty much every platform out there. For The Daily Charge, I'm Bridget Carey. I'm Joni Salzman. Thanks for joining us.